Saturday, the 20th of May, 2022, Scrappy Murphy's in Birmingham, 7pm. Be there. The Chronicles of Podcast Live. Tickets on sale now. Go to www.ctickets.com. It's about getting into schools and talking to young people because, you know, I, I know that people can change. Uh, and, it, and it's about talking to people and getting them to understand and perhaps step back from violence and, and prejudice and whatever. And we just need to work together and keep on the good fight there. Absolutely. Hey there, guys. We are ecstatically happy to announce that we are associated with the Sophie Lancaster Foundation. The times are changing, and with the unfortunate death of Sophie, those changes have made a massive impact for the future. If Sophie was with us still today, I can guarantee what you are doing will still be reaching so many lives of young teenagers, young adults, and those who wish to be as different as possible. So thank you very much. To find out more about this incredible foundation and all the work they do, and more importantly, how you can help, head on over to www.sophielancasterfoundation.com. Hi, this is Rob Schamberger, the Artist-in-Residence for WWE, and you are listening to the Chronicles of Podcast with Tom and Jamie. Hi, everybody. That's right. You should know by now. You should know by now how this starts. And welcome to the Thursday night edition of the Chronicles of Podcast. And I believe, Jamie, these are the Chronicles of Rob Schamberger, am I right? You are absolutely correct, sir. Wonderful. We're still driving. I mean, I'm still driving. I mean, we're still on this road. Bucket, hit it. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 39th edition of the Chronicles of Podcast. And these are the Chronicles of Rob Schamberger. It is I, the bearded brummy Jamie, and join me as always, as always, this handsome devil over there. Oh, it's only the Scotsman Tom again. Yeah, I know. I'm back. I'm so sorry. You see, you feel that you're like, I really hope Tom's not on the, sh- Tom on the show again. Right, cool. Guess that's happening then. Guess that's a thing. <laughs> he's all over me bloody TikTok and me Instagram, and now he's here and all. I love, I love doing them little short videos. I don't know why. It's really funny because like I start to, I'm starting to run out of ideas. So I'm like, I don't know how to make this funny. So I just, I, I think I went out about being very red a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> I was just like, where's that come from? But I did look incredibly red. I was a bit like, have I come down with something all of a sudden? <laughs> um, but yeah, hopefully you still enjoy those videos, guys. And thank you for checking them out if you do. So yeah, I really do appreciate it. Hi, Claire. I imagine you're sat there watching straight away after the Friday evening. How's it going, Claire? Are you well? Let's have a chat, shall we? <laughs> no, but seriously, I really appreciate everyone that watched this show. Claire, I'm looking at you. Um, 
Uh, I really do appreciate you uh, watching the show. Everyone that checks it out, everyone listens, everyone that watches it, thank you so much uh, from the bottom of my heart. Even if it's two, three people or 300, I couldn't give a fuck. People are stopping, but you know, take an hour or two out of their day to go, I wonder what these two gingers are fucking up to these days. So, you know, there you go. Um, Jamie, question. Actually, Jamie. So, um, would you rather be a fish that can fly or a bird that could swim? Oh, fish that could fly or a bird that could swim? Hmm. I know which I'd be. I'm going to say bird that could swim. Yeah? Yeah. And why is that? More chance of catching some foods. Okay. Nice. Fair enough. I, I also went with a bird that can swim because fish are pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, yeah, the fish are fucking pointless. What is a point in fish? That's all they do. They don't do anything. They just look like they're gormless every now and again. I mean, that's how I look like for the like, first 12, 13 years of my life. But <laughs> it's literally... You know, you don't make me laugh at that. Like, like a falcon or a hawk, like, yeah, fucking right. And the fish are like, ha, ha, you can't catch me from down here. They're like, Little do you know, little fishy, <laughs> I can now swim. <laughs> Down they go. You know, straight in, jobs are good. Nom, 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 nom. Big fucking talons. Enjoy. Thank you very much. And off you fuck. And I'll have your brother too. Yeah. Where fish would be like, if fish are swimming, uh, flying, they'd be like, <laughs> I can't imagine what a swimming fish would look like. <laughs> <laughs> when fish fly. Oh. It's just a bream. It's a bream flying through the sky. Was it? Just these little tiny fins just flapping at the side. It's so weird, isn't it? Just like that's pathetic. That is. Oh, just, just look at it. It's it's <laughs> flat as well. Just there's nothing to it. You imagine with a monkfish. They're the ones that look like big blobs. They are fucking terrifying. A monkfish is terrifying. See, so the, if I okay, there you go. Then if I'll probably be a monkfish that could fly because there are people like. Actually, if an anglerfish, you know the ones that live right at the bottom of the water with a little light on the head? Oh, yeah, yeah. If that could fly, I would never leave the house again because that is just horrifying. It's crazy, isn't it? It's really crazy to think about it, like why we don't really have bears here in the UK. That always blows my mind. You know, it's like there's loads of bears in Canada and the States and stuff. It's like, but no bears here. Didn't one just wander over a few years ago? Like some a river froze and it just had a toddle over and walked walked over to the UK. Did it? That's why I remember something like that happening, like a bear or something like just appeared. I always find that weird as well. It's like there's a panther in Leamington Spa. Like, <laughs> I remember that. What? <laughs> like, what do you mean? Are the randomest places as well? I mean, obviously there's probably a zoo nearby or something, but it, it's never in like big cities. It's always in, like tiny little fucking villages. <laughs> There's a currently a zebra on the loose in Birmingham city centre. <laughs> There's a report of an elephant in Stafford. Yes, I know. I don't know what it's doing there, but anyway, it might get to Stoke. Stop it. <laughs> well, fucked. If, if the elephant makes it to Stoke, God knows what could happen. Or even Burton on Trent. Yes, I know. <laughs> Crazy. Isn't the Carlin factory there? It's such weird little, little tiny fucking places that do all these massive fuck-off things. I think the Carlin factory's in Burton-on-Trent. I did not know that. There we go. I'm not, I'm not knocking. If any of you listeners are from Burton, I do apologise. You know, I'm probably, it's, a very, it's a really lovely town. Maybe. I don't know. I've never been. But anyway, anyway, how are you, sir? I'm very good. I wanted to ask you a question as well this week. Oh, actually. okay. Do you ever just get random... Jingles just pop into your head out of nowhere. 
What, like 0800-001066? Yeah, anything like that. Because it happened to me the other morning, and I don't understand why, and my brain has really confused me. I literally woke up, rolled over, and just went, there's a Nicardo just for you. I like, my eyes had been open for like is, 10 seconds. That is so annoying, that, because I do it all the time. Um, <laughs> I did see the half, I'm like, babe, did you know there's a Nicardo just for you? Did you know that? There's a Nicardo for you? Yeah, TV said so. TV's talking to me, love. I don't know what's going on. I don't know when I've heard this advert. Like, it's ever. Great, though. It is I a just... great advert. It is a great. I do I do like it a lot. I just rolled right. over like, there's an Ricardo just for you. The wife just looks at me like, what the fuck is wrong with you? There's a game like... for you now, then. I think I might try and play this as well at work. <laughs> it's to sing or say that whilst you're talking to a patient. How am I going to get this in a cardo just for you? Am I talking to people? We wheel them, aren't you? Like, oh, you go for your X-ray now, Glynis. Yeah. Oh, now it's that footy. Is it okay? Do you know it's a cardo just for you? So yeah, we're just going to uh, go left in. Now. What did what you say, love? No. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing at all. Nothing. It's so good. It's like when people just try to put swear words in, but that's too obvious. I think we used to do that when I worked at Sainsbury's. We used before, like when you have managers meetings in the morning. Before the store manager, they were like, "Right, we need to get a certain word into the meeting. Who's going to get this one in?" It's always like underpants or something, and someone had to try and get that word in before everyone else. So, great, that's so the, great. The only way to make management meetings fucking bearable. Retail for you. Uh, but yeah. How are you, sir? How are you? Well, you didn't answer my question, did you? I, I said I'm good, thank you very much. Good, I'm pleased to fucking hear it. Yeah. All right, if you ignore me again, I swear to God. What are you going to do? Spank my little bottom? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> Spanky says. Have you heard anything called pegging? I have. Becky, <laughs> could you just uh, peg your husband again, please? I know how much she loves it. Again? <laughs> you would. I must have been drunk. That's right, listeners. That. That's right, listeners. <laughs> I said again, <laughs> or viewers, whoever, whichever, whichever way you're taking this right now, you're injecting it into your eyes or allowing this into your ears. I said again, it never happened. It, it, it's all right, Jamie. Just, just, just. <laughs> Tom, the role of Tom would play by Dr. Evil. You remember that photo <laughs> I took on your stag do? Of which one? The one where you oh. passed out on the bathroom floor and Sheffield. Oh, yes, I do love that photo. There's an Ocado just for you. Um, <laughs> so, um, I'm good. I'm good. Um, bit of a weird one this week, uh, because obviously the other half is currently enjoying her herself uh, in Greece. So I am completely home alone. Um, and it's weird. I was like, I'll be able to read some books. I'll be able to play some PlayStation, watch some wrestling. It'd be really cool, really chill. She left 2 a.m., uh, Monday morning, so Sunday night. Um, but I was asleep, of course, so she said goodbye to me. I remember it vividly, vaguely even. And uh, I woke up Monday morning, obviously I was on my day off, and was very confused to why she wasn't there to begin with. And then went, oh, she's obviously at work, it's Monday. And then went, oh no, no, she's actually not here. And it's been the shittest two days <laughs> ever. <laughs> It's so funny because I'm like, oh, I have a bit of space to do It's like, I have my space now. I don't want it anymore. I don't want my space. Like, can you come back now, please? <laughs> I've had my space. I've enjoyed, my, I've enjoyed my time by myself. I just, yeah. Um, <laughs> to get this image of you sending a voice, like videos of yourself sitting in your pants, eating biscuits, like, come home. I don't do this to me again. I don't do that. 
I mean, that's <laughs> that's that's borderline pathetic. That is, I don't. That, um, that's not what I do. I realised that yesterday I didn't speak until I spoke to you. So I was like, so what was that? Seven in the, at night. So I went all day without saying a word. Not even so talk to weird. yourself, huh? Not even talk to yourself. No. It's just me. I talk to myself all the time. I, d- I just literally was like, I made a, I made a coffee and stuff, and I, I think I did my exams all day Monday, all day yesterday. But like, or recording on Tuesday for those who don't know. But yeah, it was just a bit weird. Like it's so quiet. It's so quiet without her here. It's weird. But yeah, yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm good. Um, just trying to fill my time really more than anything else. So got actually got a bit. Of, <laughs> the one week I actually get a bit of fucking time off work, and she's not even here. <laughs> typical, that is. It's so yeah. typical. It's bullshit. But still, I digress, sir. You digress. What have you been doing with yourself? What have I been doing myself? Lots of workity, workity, work, work, work. I I actually had my first really fun, interesting thing happen at work, like because I was working on A and E. I won't go. I was going to say, I'm not going to go into too much detail, but I was quite excited. I actually had something happen that was quite fun. But there is one thing about this patient I am going to say, and I don't care. Fun in the hospital? Yeah. This dude had six fingers on each hand. He had four thumbs. I what? was... Yeah. He literally, his thumb had another thumb sticking outside of it. Okay. I was amazed. Damn. I was just like, I really want you to wiggle your thumbs for me, but I'm not going to ask you to wiggle your thumbs for me. <laughs> that is absolutely mental. Absolutely blew my mind. Um, I also discovered this week that something exists. And for when we do the Chronicles of Podcast Live 2 at some point down the line, I want to book this as for our, for our show, okay? Do you know who Sean Williamson is? No. He played Barry in EastEnders. Oh, is this where he's singing? Yes. He's doing a thing where you can hire him for your event. And it's karaoke, but it's called barry Is that not the greatest thing? The greatest play on words ever? No. Oh, I was absolutely baffled. I've listened to, baffled. The, to, to the man saying, no offence, Sean, but no. <laughs> to be fair, if it's Barry singing, I don't want it to be good. I want it to be as shit as possible. And I want to raise as much money as possible for the Sober Podcast Foundation. So. Barry Oki, Frank, I'll give that one a skip. Sorry, lads. <laughs> um, other than that, like I said, I've been working. I've not really watched a lot. I did watch a documentary, and it was possibly one of the most bizarre things I've ever watched in my life. What was that? I discovered it thanks to good old Kevin Smith and former guest of ours, Mark Bernard, on Fat Man Beyond. You can find it on Amazon Prime. It's called Finders Keepers. It's basically about a man. I won't go into too much detail to give you the basic premise of it. This man has a plane accident, ends up having his leg amputated from just below the knee down. He turns around to the guy that does the, the doctor and says, do us a favour, mate. I want to keep that leg. Can I keep the leg after the surgery? So it happens. He gets to keep the leg. He then falls on hard times and has to basically move all of his stuff out of his house and puts it in a storage locker. He's like, okay, what am I going to do with this leg? So he puts it inside of a, bar- a barbecue, inside of this storage locker. <laughs> Your face, right? That's amazing. And then he can't afford the rent on the storage locker. So it goes. He loses all of his stuff. I know they do those programs in America. It's like, you can own the contents of this storage locker. Storage hunters, yeah. Yes. That happens. 
man buys it, goes through all the stuff, opens a barbecue. He's like, what the fuck? So he basically phones the police and is like, yeah, I've, I've got a human leg here. I don't know what. So the police take it, locate this guy who owned his leg. And was like, okay, so I'm going to go collect my leg. The guy turned around and went, actually, I, I brought that. That belongs to me. Finders keepers. Your leg belongs to me. <laughs> this guy had a dream of being famous and everything. And he basically set this barbecue up outside of his house and was like charging people three dollars to come see the barbecue that had a human leg on it. Yeah, I, I, I'm not going to tell you how this ends because you need to go watch it. But this was a huge story in America. It happened like 2005 or something. It ended up on like national TV. I think it was called Judge. It's not Judge Judy, but it's one of those sort of programs. Like it was on that and everything. And it's yeah, there's a real like heartfelt story behind it. When you hear the history of these guys. But it's just the fact that they, this guy went to walks. He's like, I brought your leg. I want it. Find his keepers. Yeah, he is a massive knob. That's, I, what? But why that, would you want to own someone else's leg? I'll be honest. That's not where I saw that going. <laughs> um, at all. In any not way, me. shape or form. <laughs> but this guy who had bought this leg, technically. Technically, yes. It was attached to a human at one point in time, yes. Yeah. So surely you go, that's my DNA. <laughs> yeah, precisely. That's what that my... guy's like. I don't care what you pay for, it's my fucking leg. Yeah. <laughs> what are... Americans are weird. South well, North so... Carolina. No offense to Americans that watch on listen to this, but my God. Yeah, find us keepers on Amazon Prime. It's like 50 minutes long. It's fucking worth the watch. It's brilliant. Okay. I can't see how. Okay, fair. All right. Well, I'll give it a bash. You've got to give it a bash. But that is, that is, that is, that is out there. That is <laughs> nuts. <laughs> and uh, other than that, obviously, yesterday was Bank Holiday Monday. So me and the wife had a, a day out together. We went to play bowling. She beat me both rounds because she cheated. I don't know how she cheated, but I've decided that she cheated because I'm not going to accept defeat. And then we played pool afterwards and I won those. So, yeah. 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 What about yourself, sir? What have you been up to? Uh, a lot of Rihanna-in. So much Rihanna-in. Or Fifth Harmony-in, whichever way you want to look at it. Well, I don't really work from home, so... Uh, yeah, a lot of Rihanna-in. Um, I... What did I do last week? For some reason, I felt like I was in London, but that was the week before. That was the week before. The time just merges, and I'm just like, I don't know what the fuck's been going on. Um, what did I do last week? I don't know. Oh, Jamie, I've completely forgotten. Well, we've done two interviews. I literally just realised I forgot to mention those. <laughs> yeah, one's out this. That one's on this show. We did two interviews. I've been. I've been. I completed Doddy Weir's book, his first book, finally. Hey. Uh, Scottish rugby legend that he is. I'd love to get him on this show. Um, he is one of the greatest players to grace the field uh, for Scotland, and he now has motor neuron disease. Um, and the book is all about his journey, how he got into rugby. Uh, where he went after, you know, he's not going to speak an hour and they've raised fuck tons of money for MND and it's absolutely incredible. Um, but it's quite sad reading like, the book when we upset me quite a bit in there because like I was Ted's wife and his kids and stuff, like that was nuts. Um, and how they told him he wouldn't be around by like 2018. And his, Jesus. Second, book, his second book came out a few months ago. So, 
absolutely amazing doddy where you absolute legend please go check out the my name is doddy foundation because it's just unreal everyone's got to have heard of it by now um so yeah that was amazing so i finished that big catch up with wrestling what a bit of aw as well so catch up with that um i started hawkeye mm. i've not seen it yet so i've watched the first episode of hawkeye and absolutely loved it good isn't um, it I'll be going back to finish to watch a bit more on that later. Um, what else have I done? This is crazy to think. Like, I, it's just been an absolute world because I've been reanering so goddamn much. I'm trying to think my last day was Thursday. I've been doing my exams. Um, I think I've got 11 left of 34, mm-hmm. 35. So I'm finally starting to smash Get it. Getting there. Oh, mate. It's just brutal. It's so brutal. Um I was getting wound up with it yesterday because I was getting to that point where my brain wasn't working. I was like, I can't, I can't even look at this anymore. It's driving me insane. Um, I don't think there's any, really, any big, I mean, the half up for lunch at Henry's in Cardiff on Saturday. Uh, that was really nice because obviously she's gone to Greece. Um, and then when I left work on Saturday, the Italian, uh, the women's Six Nations have been on. And it was, like, oh, okay. it, was, it was Super Saturday. Uh, and it was the last games in Wales, played Italy at Cardiff Arms Park, which is not far from where I work. And when I left to go home, outside Henry's again, the entire Italian women's team were all sat there, boozing, fucking fagging it. Like, it was great. And there was our news because they all had the Italian uh, uh, gear on and whatnot. So ah. That was kind of cool. Um and I'm being mauled by the Canadian women's, their rugby women's team, ages, months and months ago. That was pretty nuts. Just turned the corner. I was like, fucking hell, where those people come from? Um, but other than that, man, like, off the top of my head, I can't really think of anything. Th- like, this week's gone really fast. I feel like we only recorded like it's a, like like it's a blur. Yeah, it's like an absolute blur. I, I know what's going to happen. We're going to move on. I'm like, oh, shit, that's what I did. Probably, yeah, probably. But literally, thinking about it right now, right, sat here with you right now, nothing. Nothing. (laughs) Literally an absolute blur. Mrs. ain't here. I'm on my own for a week. I've been working a fuck ton. Um, And there you go. Here we are. Here we are. Well, if we're all caught up, should we uh, hear from our friend, Mr. Barry? Stay cosy. What's going on? All right. Is this thing on? Well, howdy doody, everybody. This is Braden Barry from Say We Can Fly, founder of Stay Cozy Clothing. Your one-stop shop for the coziest, most fashionable hoodies, t-shirts, and more. Gorsh, Mickey. That's right, folks. And we're proud to say that we are now sponsoring... The Chronicles of Podcast. Ouch. Hosted by Tom and Jamie. <laughs> like, you can get 10% off, man. That's right, Shaggy. Just use the special code, the Chronicles at checkout. Oh, boy. For those, of, for those who pay attention to Stay Cozy social media, you'll notice they are looking for some new models. So if you have brought any Stay Cozy clothing, get a photo of yourself, stick it on the socials, Tag Stay Cozy, and I tell you what, if you've used our Chronicles discount code to get yourself some money off it, tag us in it as well. We'll share your beautiful face. Yeah, we'll do it. Look at that t-shirt Jamie's wearing right there. Yeah. Look at that. Look lovely at that. and cozy. Lovely and cozy. Don't know why it's for Yorkshire. But anyway. I don't know. Jamie. Hello, sir. <laughs> it's time for Callous Treatments. Yes! <laughs> 
Do you want to know something? Callum will be able to tell you. And Callum's treachings. It's cereal soup. Ooh. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Callum's treachings. The boy is back. The boy, Jamie, might I add, is looking fucking hench. Turned into fucking wall. Size of the beast himself. He is absolutely. Ah, oh, the boy looks unreal. Absolutely unreal. But not as he look fucking hench. He sounds it too. <laughs> what is Callum treating us this week? All Scooby Doo monsters were people in disguise, yet they were always attracted to the female disguises of the same monster that they were that Shaggy and Scooby have made. <laughs> I entirely missed that. What did he say? Basically saying all Scooby-Doo monsters are basically someone in disguise, but they were always attracted to the female version of their monster they were dressed as when Scooby and Shaggy pretended to be the woman version. (laughs) Yes, good point. (laughs) (laughs) That's nuts. I love that. It was always Scooby dressed up, wasn't it? It was 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 generally (laughs) Scooby, yeah. Yeah. His lipstick on and his fancy dress. Yeah, and his wig. Oh, <laughs> Raggy. So if they're attracted to Scooby doing it, it's a normal man not only attracted to monsters, but also a dog. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> Hanna-Barbera got some splaining to do. <laughs> got some splaining to do. <laughs> I love it. That's incredible. I never even thought about that ever. No. I used to love Scooby Doo back in the day. You just see the monster as you think, oh, of course he's attracted to the female version. But now you think about it, yeah, that's actually just a regular dude in them. Did you, that's a, um, that's a bit creepy. Did you ever try and work out who it was? Oh, all the time. I never used to get it right. Though. I never used to get it right either. No. I'd like to rewatch them now and see if I've just been a dumb child or whether Scooby Doo is just a lot more clever than we think it is. It used to be like the security guard or like someone you saw for all of like two seconds. Yeah, normally they were. Never used to be any main character. Oh, so, I want some Scooby Doo. I want to get away with it. Meddling, meddling kids. kids. But Jamie, hello. What else is Callum treating us this week? Sustaining an injury that takes you down to one HP would be incredibly painful. Yeah, that's a really good point. If that was real life, you're one tiny drop off from death. Yeah, yeah pretty you much, wouldn't yeah. just you wouldn't just get up like you do in a video game, would you? Video games are nuts because you get shot at loads. Like, I was playing, playing Uncharted, you get shot at loads. I was screaming, it's grey and grey and greyer. But, like, you've just been shot at about 15 times. And you're still like, I better fucking get these bastards. And then you wait, and then it all comes back clear, back to colour again. You're like, I'm back to full health. Amazing. It's nuts, isn't it? It's so weird how that's... A, I suppose there's no realistic way. Because if you no. are playing a game like The Last of Us or whatever, or the, the really big story app based ones, and you got hit and you died immediately, people would never fucking buy games, would they? No, they wouldn't. In fact, it was like real life, you got really injured, and all you had to do was just walk it off and wait five minutes. Sorted. <laughs> That'd be great. Or just some games just eat an apple. Sorted. I, I love the idea of like in games like Final Fantasy or something or Uncharted that an ambulance just turns up and it takes you away. <laughs> Shows all the surgery and stuff. You sat there for six years, like fucking hell. I mean, I don't really. That's that'd be hilarious. Wouldn't it? <laughs> it was like true to life. That'd be nuts. The same time, I'd quite like to see a video game like that. You've got to have some skill to get through a game like that. 
Well, do you remember back in the day the Sega and Nintendo's and stuff back when it used to be like pretty much one hit and you're done? Oh, yeah. Fall, don't jump properly. You fall down a fucking mine shaft, doesn't Mario. it? Mario. Yeah. I always just get to the last world in Mario 1 and 3. Oh, I yeah. Can never do it. No, not me. I don't think I, I think I completed 3 once and ended up leaving my NES on for about a week because, I, because obviously you couldn't save. I was like, yeah. I'm not turning this shit off. I'm going to complete this fucking game. I, I literally left it on for like a week. <laughs> incredible. Absolutely incredible. Dedication. And Jamie. Finally, what is Callum Treachinger's this week? With all the ups and downs and curves of our ears, they've made very, very good skate parks. <laughs> Cut out then, I didn't hear it properly, fuck's sake. With all the curves, the ups and downs and everything of our ears, they'd make very good skate parks. <laughs> <laughs> That's phenomenal. That's it. Just grinding over the lobe. <laughs> On the that... inner part, I think it's like a, it almost like a half pipe, isn't it? If you went uh, it would be, yeah. Just, yeah. That's very much another stoner entry, that is. I feel like he's just been stood in the corner of the gym looking at someone's ear and going, Imagine riding a little skateboard around that. Yeah. <laughs> brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> That's, That's all just... I'm going to think of now whenever I look at someone's ear. I'm just kind of like, imagine skating down, isn't it? Get a, fin- get a fingerboard. <laughs> I was about to say, get a fingerboard. <laughs> Board slide. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> oh, oh, I love you, Callum. You beautiful man, you. What an absolute legend. And you get those lies. Um, May 28th at Scruffy Murphy's. It's going to be fucking sick. Get your tickets now. Oh, go and get your tickets. <laughs> the de- How would the Demon Head Masters do like that? <laughs> his eyes just glow green, isn't it? Buy your tickets. No, no. You know we know nothing about the Demon Headmaster. The woman that wrote and told them we didn't understand the character, okay? <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yeah. God, that's the time ago, wasn't it? That was hilarious, though, by the way. So just, uh, just having a bit of a laugh. But there we are. Jamie. Hello, sir. It's now time for Tom's Journal. Yeah, it is. Read to me, baby. Sexy. And welcome to another edition of Tom's Journal. Before you start this this week's journal, I have a little bit of a feedback. Okay. Your point you made last week about Mary Shelley being the queen of the goths. Yes. Claire's sister, Shelley, was named after Mary Shelley. Really? <laughs> yeah, apparently her dad's favourite book is Frankenstein, so she's named after Mary Shelley. So I've decided no that Claire's sister is the queen of the goths. She's not even remotely a goth, but she's still the queen of the goths. Yeah, cool. That's, that's quite... I'm I thought that was feedback. pretty cool. Thanks for the feedback there. Appreciate that. <laughs> Jamie. Hello, sir. When I was in London... It costs 50p to piss. I what? mean, come on. I know it's Tory Britain and everything else, and you've got to fucking, it's like 20p elsewhere, but Jesus Christ. Just the like, idea that you have to pay to have a piss is ridiculous. Human right, isn't it? It's a basic human right. It's a basic what? human right. People are making money off urine and shit. That's so weird. Where was this? London. What office? I'm where in London. Uh, is it Green Hill? Buckingham Palace area. Green Hill, I think it's called. Or Green something or other. That's just ridiculous. Right by Victoria. Bullshit. Absolute bullshit. 50p for a piss. 
it's just, I was like, I ain't going. And then the half was like, yeah, but what? But you're desperate. I was like, yeah, I am, but I'm not going. I'm not paying 50p to fucking urinate. No. <laughs> I'd rather fucking piss myself than pay 50p for a toilet. Yeah, exactly. I've where's, got rights. Where, where's Downing Street? I'll piss on that instead. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. But what was funny was at the same time when I was walking towards Buckingham Palace was there were these proper like Tory girls, four of them in front. And one was trying to make a joke, but they weren't paying attention. So she repeated herself quite a few times <laughs> and laughed and they still ignored her. Do you know what she said? What? Shall we go to Primark? <laughs> Croft, Croft and all that. Only peasants go there. Fuck no off, love. And she went, girls, girls, girls. You know what I said? Girls, girls, girls. Primark, yeah? Peasants, yeah? Girls. I was like, oh, just give it a rest. Like, fucking hell. What a dickhead. Prick. Right. As I'm sat here wearing Primark shorts. Thank you very much. Before I jump to the picture, the picture round, right? There was a... This morning and Lorraine are really starting to struggle with their news stories. (laughs) Oh, God. They're really, really struggling. Guess who they interviewed on this morning? Go on. A lady in Ireland that likes to dress as household items. What? She was a tub of quality street. <laughs> and I was just like, no, you're not your human. <laughs> you can't be a hexagon-shaped box. But she dressed in a purple dress and put weird bows like sweet wrappers on her. Odd. There's just a lamp. And then she was some toothpaste. Um, and then I think she was a settee, and I was just like, "Why? Okay, you obviously clearly don't get paid for this." So it was why? quite weird. It was quite weird. I do not know. I could not tell you why. I I can't but, backstreet boys you. I'm afraid. But, <laughs> I like that. But but why? And why is this person on this morning in Lorraine? Exactly. It makes no sense, does it? Christ. I'm looking for the picture some, right now. I don't really you think some podcast would stoop that low in order to get that sort of guest? Tell me, right? <laughs> right. Picture round time. This makes me so excited. My child fell down the stairs. Mummy Facebook groups. Why are you not watching her? Are your stairs not bubble wrapped? Are you not feeding your child organic homegrown food? Did you not douse your child with essential oils? Dad Facebook groups. (laughs) (laughs) So fucking accurate. (laughs) Oh, Oh, that is wonderful. That is so accurate as well. I I thought you might appreciate that one. This really made me fucking laugh. 2 p.m. Right. Going to save the half of this sandwich for later. 2.06 p.m. Right. Time to finish that sandwich. (laughs) You always find that when you save them for someone else, you spend the entire time looking at it going, would they notice if I ate that? Would they so really it's so care? funny because me and half did it. She, gets, she makes a pasta bacon. I'm fucking, I love her cooking. When we have a pasta bacon, I go, she goes, oh, you can save some for work. And I go, ha, yeah, <laughs> save it for work. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> Maybe every second. I suppose. <laughs> I love it. Her mum loves cooking and she loves the fact that I eat fuckloads. So it's like, <laughs> do 
you want to come to dinner, Tom? Do you want to come over for lunch? Do you want to come over? Do you just want to live here? Will that be okay? <laughs> we do that, though, though. Sometimes we, put, we cook, like, a bigger portion to save some for work the next day. And you just find your dinner one getting bigger and your lunch one getting smaller. Yeah. <laughs> you get to work tomorrow, like, I've got one piece of pasta. Fuck. <laughs> no, that was not worth it. <laughs> okay. Aragon, you have my sword. Legolas, and you have my bow. Gimli, and my axe. Neighbour, are you sure? I mean, I'll look in the shed. (laughs) (laughs) The furnace was going there. That was good. I didn't see that. I like that. (laughs) Oh. Do you know all these normalised things that people are now doing? Normalised. You know, being bred and that sort of thing. People want to normalise everything. This is one I quite like. Normalise taking up sorcery at 40. Normalise falling in love with the wraith, haunting your decaying countryside manor at 50. Normalise mastering astral projection and becoming a demigod in the spirit realm at 60. Life doesn't stop at 25, Karen. (laughs) (laughs) I, I love thought that was quite funny. I yeah. love that. I, I love that. I was expecting more reaction, but it's all good. <laughs> just yeah. laughing. They're not for everyone. They're not for everyone, Jamie. I was laughing. Calm down. Um, how do you know that like an animal is extinct? I mean, do you have you looked everywhere? Someone replied, they asked the other animals, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, ostrich, have you seen a dodo around? <laughs> no. Not been, not for quite some time, actually. But how would you know? Like, point, like actually. How would you actually know unless you scoured the entirety of the planet? How would you know? It's a really good point. How would you know? Maybe there is still a dodo out there somewhere. There probably isn't, but like... Probably not, but the, maybe. It's crazy, isn't it? Like, How do they actually keep track? I don't know why I instantly go to Dodo. Banker, so, you'd like a loan, yeah? To start an all-marsupial fighting championship? Me, yes. I'd like to call it Mortal Wombat. (laughs) Banker. Me. Banker, I'm in. (laughs) Mortal Wombat, fuck's sake. (laughs) <laughs> Jamie Hello Why do GP surgery receptionists think that they're the fucking bouncers of the NHS I fucking hate GP receptionists I'm not I, telling you what's wrong with me I want to speak to a doctor Fuck off Karen Yeah Jamie Hello Count Dracula Right Was 412 when he moved to England In search of new blood Sauron was 54,000 years old when he forged the One Ring. Cthulhu had seen galaxies flare into life and fade into darkness before he put madness in the minds of men. What I'm trying to say is, Jamie, it's never too late to follow your dreams. (laughs) (laughs) That was oddly inspirational. I like that. Did you like that, yeah? (laughs) That was good. I like that. I'm pleased. And finally, Jamie. Good. I'm pleased I could do that to you. Son, 
Um, Dad, what's in that fancy beer mug on the mantle? Me. Well, <laughs> funny you ask, son. That's your Uncle Frank. That's where he wanted his remains. It was his favourite beer, Stein. He always said it'd be funny. Never got why, though. Son, maybe it's so he could be Frank in Stein. <laughs> Dad, that son of a bitch. <laughs> Oh, as soon as you said Stein instead of beer glasses, I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. And that, Jamie, was another edition of Tom's Journal. Beautiful. And uh, I think we should go and hear from our mate Frank, the audio drama feed, don't you? Oh, definitely. Come on, Frank, talk to me. Hey there, I'm Frank Guglielmelli, and I'm the narrator for the audio drama feed. Featuring such audio dramas as Bounty Hunters, Marty and Mars, Val Toby, and so much more. You can find all of these wonderful programs on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Or you can go to our website at www.audiodramafeed.com. We are thrilled to be affiliated with the Chronicles of Podcasts with Tom and Jamie. Oh, Frank, we appreciate you so much. Thank you for giving us everything that the audio drama feed. You can find them on Spotify. Go check out Val Toby, because I'm in it. Or go check out Bounty Hunters, Marty and Mars, or Starlight Phineas. But don't check those out. Go to Val Toby, because I'm in it. But still. <laughs> anyway, should we, uh, should we bring that piece in? I think we definitely should grab that piece. That fantastically artistically painted piece? Oh, yes. Welcome to the Chronicles of Rob Schamberger. Rob is the artist in residence at a little company called WWE, Jamie. Did you know I think I've heard of it. I think we might have mentioned it once or twice. World Wrestling Entertainment. I mean, if you really strive and achieve for doing what you really want to do, you can achieve your dreams. Did you know that? You can. It's been, It's let's be honest, it's been a bit of, um, I can't think of the word I'm after, the message of this show, really. Like the amount of people we spoke to just went, I wanted to do something. I found out how to do it. I fucking did it. And now look where I am. I'm awesome. And it's exactly that. It's incredible. I love this. Love I mean, this. Just made to think that like, you'd be like, oh, I was going to paint the picture. That's in Randy Orton's office. Yeah. Oh, I, was just, I was just chilling with Stone Cold Steve Austin. I'm going to chat for a bit at WrestleMania because I can. Because, yeah, why not? It's just it, stunning. It's it's nuts. It's really nuts to think, you know, we've been wrestling fans for what? <laughs> years. Over 20 years. Uh, years, yeah, yeah, and it's just absolutely batshit. I don't know, it's just crazy. It's just, I, I love it, and I love the idea of you know, I wanted to do this, so I did it. What I love about this interview as well is going into this. Obviously, I knew Rob worked for the WWE. I've seen his artwork before, but didn't know that much of his story. There's not a whole lot out there about Rob and his story, and it's absolutely amazing. Like, found out so many amazing things during this interview. It's definitely one to recommend. You don't need to be a wrestling fan. I don't want people to be put off over the fact this guy works for a wrestling company. You don't need to be a wrestling fan. This is a story about a man chasing his dream, following his passions, and getting to where he wants to be. And it's stunning. And needed to feed his cats. Yes, definitely needs to feed them cats. Definitely. It's all about feeding those cats. But uh, to rest of the game, I don't want to really dabble on too much longer. I think we should really get into the juicy and meatiness of it all. I think we should definitely slice into a juicy meaty piece of Rob. Wonderful. Jamie! <laughs> yes, sir. Any of those words are final at all, or are you good? I just want to say 
massive thank you to Mr. Rob Schamberger. You absolute legend, you. Everyone, go check out Rob's work and enjoy this interview. Absolutely. Rob, thank you so much for taking the time out, sitting down to talk to us about your very busy schedule, as I know you are here building Lego and that sort of thing. So I know that obviously you are a very, very busy man. But still, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, interviewing this week, he is a painter, the artist in residence at WWE. He really needs to feed his cats. It's Rob Scam. I'm sorry, Shamburger. What's going Hello. on? Hello. How you doing? Good, good. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Thank you, Rob. Thank you so much for... for doing this for us buddy we really do appreciate it i'm not as we're not as cool to have our microphone hanging oh uh, (laughs) well thanks for putting up with me after i uh totally shut the bed the last time sorry about that it happens don't worry about it it's fine everyone's not with me i'm supposed to be perfect all the time haven't you asked the internet (laughs) oh of course course. sorry yeah you can you can pay us in complimentary wrestlemania tickets it's fine (laughs) if i got those i would give them to you (laughs) (laughs) totally would (laughs) yeah wink and all that nudge nudge (laughs) as i said mr perfect had obviously had another son that we didn't know about so (laughs) (laughs) but still um honestly it's it's absolutely fine um we we don't hold grudges oh good much no I'm joking. so you're not <laughs> so I, I i've heard like the irish hold the grudges is that less so elsewhere i mean or is that irish american because i mean like over here if someone <laughs> says that like they're irish that means they're about to like break off a bottle and stab me with it <laughs> but... <laughs> i feel like yeah. there's a difference between irish and american irish <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Well, okay. Here's a hilarious thing. Um, my uh, first WrestleMania. I shouldn't give you all the good stories before we're even really going. But um, I, I did that WrestleCon thing. Instead, I wasn't with WWE anymore. And there was this group of Irish fans that came over, and like two of them, like looked like they'd been beaten with a baseball bat, like recently. And, and I go. Jesus, what happened? And it's like, we ran into this rival Irish wrestling uh, uh, group at a, at a pub last night. And, and we got into a bit of a, a fight. And I'm like, oh, so yes. Okay, so the Irish thing is across the board. Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's, 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 a, it's a religious thing, isn't it? It's a Catholic and a Protestant thing. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like they're just certain, angry all the time. Yeah. And it's like certain roads don't walk down if they're painted a certain color because that's like a Catholic side. And then there's one and yeah, it's just right. it's just mental. It's just absolutely <laughs> not. I've never been. Uh a really good friend of ours is Irish and he's he's lovely. I've rarely yeah. ever seen him get angry. So I think they're they're either one or the other. They're either ridiculous, <laughs> they just want to kill everyone and fight everything, or they just want to get drunk and just drink and just leave everybody alone. <laughs> And then the grudge side is hilarious. Like my my best friend, he and his family are are Irish. And um, back in the seventies, his dad was banned from an Irish bar here in Kansas City. Flash forward to like five years ago, and he was going to go in with one of his other sons. And the the owner of the bar was the same guy, and he's like, "No, Al, you can't come in. You're banned for life." 
<laughs> no way. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah, I love so, it. That is, I did, yeah. I suppose you never think about it, do you? People will go, oh, yeah, well, fuck off, you're banned forever. You're like, oh, okay, yeah, no worries. I'll go back in 10, 15 years. They won't be there. Ha, ha, ha. 50 years later. That's insane. <laughs> yep. That's, that's mind-blowing. I guess he had thrown a bouncer through a plate glass door, and uh, the owner was like, you're banned for life, and <laughs> meant it. Jesus. <laughs> part of me is like, that's so petty. And the part is like, I'm quite impressed that you're sticking to that. I quite admire you that. Know, <laughs> I, I respect it. I respect it. <laughs> and, it and it must look so different 50 years later as well. So the fact that he still remembers who he is is insane. Well, they all go to the same church. Uh, okay. Okay. I was going to say that, that photographic memory of like, right. I know you. <laughs> But you're 50 years older. Get out. <laughs> like he, I mean, he was seriously like hobbling in on a cane, and they didn't care. <laughs> that is nuts. Wow. Wow. Well, That's I mean, we're, like I said, we haven't even started, and we're off to an absolute fly already. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but basically, Rob, what we like to do here is we'll uh, Jamie does a nice little introduction, and he lures you to that false sense of security, makes you feel nice and warm and cozy and ready to go, and then we're going to absolutely bombard the living hell out of you with questions. How does that sound? It's the equivalent of breaking off a bottle and stabbing me with it. I'm good. Yeah, just a less violent way. I guess. <laughs> Slightly less violent. <laughs> right, let's do my intro. Ladies and gentlemen, today we bring you a wonderful gentleman with an extraordinary talent. Using his very unique art style, today's guest has made such a name for himself to the point he is now artist in residence for a little company you may have heard of called World Wrestling Entertainment. Today, we bring you the Chronicles of Rob Schamberger. That's me. Hello. Hello. Welcome, sir. Hi. Thanks for having me on. Oh, thanks for coming on, Rob. We really do appreciate it. It's, uh, yeah, it's quite an honour, actually, because obviously with us being ridiculously huge, avid wrestling fans, uh, anyone we get from that world or that side of things would be like, oh, Huh. <laughs> and everyone else said no so you're stuck with me yeah so, <laughs> we almost got Vinnie mac but he chickened out at the last minute oh ah. you know he just needs to toughen up one of these days get some <laughs> get some grapefruits yeah. <laughs> i think it's more like just washing my hair tight lad sorry i'll some, I'll some like that anyway <laughs> he, he did mcafee show instead i don't know yeah yeah, yeah so, you know we said pat's all right mate we understand don't worry um but seriously though rob first and foremost the most hard-hitting question of all how was your pandemic season well you know uh I guess it's still kind of ongoing. Although like recently they said that like the U S is finally out of a, the pandemic classification. So I guess I can't officially talk about it in the past tense. I, I don't know. I'm nervous about that, but uh, <laughs> working from home as an artist um, and with WWE going off the road for, you know, about a year there um, it was as far as like my day-to-day -day life, not a uh, huge change like i'm pretty much at my drafting table painting every day anyway um so that didn't change a whole lot other than you know like once or twice a month i'm at wwe events and so like i got to stay home for a bit like uh uh, uh me and some friends joke that like for our pets like it was the best year ever <laughs> we were home all the time <laughs> 
like my cats absolutely loved it. Um, oh, it's lush. Yeah, uh, I I didn't catch it. Um, hey. Yeah, um, and, and uh, like people close in my family did, but made it through to the other end so far. Um, uh, uh, so as far as all of that goes. As good as possible is how the the pandemic has gone for me. It's good. I'm pleased. But yeah, I see what you mean because a lot of people now are saying like, oh, when when COVID was around, when COVID was a thing, because here in the UK, it's just it's gone. No one talks about it anymore. It's just a. No, it, it might be a one in twenty three people have it. It's really low. Cool. Anyway, so what's going on <laughs> <up> in Russia? <laughs> like, <laughs> Millions of people have it, but otherwise we're doing good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly that. Exactly that. Yeah. I said, oh, I've got a cold. What's wrong with you? Just get some, get some paracetamol and you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, I uh, uh, got the, the two Moderna shots, got the Pfizer booster. I've got a heart condition, but they say I'm still not qualified for the second booster, but... I don't know. I believe in science. So when I get it, I'm going to, you know, when I'm eligible, I'm getting it. Doing all this as right as I possibly can. Good man. Absolutely. We're right there with you. Thank you. (laughs) So take us back to the days of young Master Schamberger. What what were your original career plans that you wanted to do when you grew up? Was it always art for you or was it something else entirely? I am so glad my last name is not Bates. Um... (laughs) Get Tyler on the show. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I call him Master Tyler. Um, I I, uh, uh, pretty much from when I was like seven or eight, when I got my first comic book, I knew like right then, like I want to be an artist. It was an issue of the Incredible Hulk and like the the feeling it gave me just from like a series of images like okay i want to be part of this um so yeah like pretty much from the beginning uh from around the whenever your brain is developed enough to say this is definitely what i want to do with my life (laughs) that's about how long it's it's been for me that i want to be an artist that's amazing i love that so is that where that passion for you to follow it came from was comic books or was there like another external was like your parents arty or anything like that it was definitely the comic books um my uh uh mom appreciates art but like uh di- didn't really have the knack for it herself um uh, that was more like on the music side but even then it was just like an occasional hobby thing um uh so yeah it was really uh self-driven uh as far as uh getting the interest in it and staying with it. It was just a thing of like, okay, yes, I, I get this. This is a, um, a thing that I really enjoy doing. It's a thing I enjoy experiencing and people uh, from, from a yeah pretty young age were enjoying the art that I was making. So I didn't know you could like draw or paint that. Cause obviously there's quite a lot of avenues you can go down is there drawing, painting, pastel, oils waters like acrylic absolutely so many was it drawing first or was, was it painting straight from the off you're like oh my god i'm good at this <laughs> uh started with the uh, the drawing side just from uh like practical reality of uh being able to afford the the materials uh, okay. um and also like my mom not especially wanting me to make a huge mess out of the house uh for, <laughs> from a pretty young age uh so a lot of like pencils and pens and markers and and things like that 
um around high school is when i started really getting uh, a love for painting like i loved in comic books there's a lot of painted art that happens there um so you know wanting to try to duplicate what i was seeing um especially around yeah high school age that kind of came into it but i more see it all as just different tools for making visual art and um there's things that i've learned from using uh, a brush and ink like black ink that uh applies to the way that i apply watercolor or acrylic or vice versa like all around like uh just recently i started using a tool for acrylic where i was all of a sudden like hey what would this be like with watercolor and uh completely changed the way that my watercolors look um so it's uh just experimenting and seeing what comes back to the core style that's so cool did you you study art at all or was it just something you just practice 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 um i consider that studying uh i i uh um uh uh, grew up fairly poor, so college wasn't an option for me. Um, so I like, pretty much had to go straight into the workforce right out of high school. Uh, but in high school, I happened to have a very good art program, and a couple of the teachers there could really see that the, this was like I was one of those students that was serious about this. Uh, so they, they really took me under their wings. Um, but then otherwise, it was uh, I, I would work you know, my eight hours a day at my day job and uh, come home and draw for or paint for, you know, four to five hours and then you know, 12 hours a day on the weekends. Um, and yeah, like uh, I considered my day job to be something that was paying for my art career and, until I was able to, to switch over. That's incredible. Do you um ever play that really nice French music that plays every time you see an artist on TV. I don't know if it happens in America. Over here, And it's always like a little beret on and I think a paintbrush coming out of the mouth and it's always like another little... For some reason over here, they do like either hip-hop music uh or like some sort of like japanese music okay um, yeah the, the the french thing doesn't happen as much like i remember growing up they would do that but but now it's all like this either japanese or like mid 90s pre death row hip-hop type beats <laughs> that's, a, that's a hell of a contrast yeah <laughs> should we go with dirty like 90s hip-hop Oh, Japanese music. What do you reckon? Right. J-pop, whatever it's called. Yeah. What do you reckon? <laughs> well, not That's even like... J-pop, like uh, like like flutes and stuff. Um, it... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I suppose for you, it'd just be like Kyantai's theme tune or something, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh, that'd be great. That would like be the, uh, the voiceover part, too. <laughs> yeah. Like a Godzilla movie. I'd love that. <laughs> Is this piece of art good? Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> So, as I said in my intro, you have like a very unique art style. Like you see your your art, and you're like, "That's a Rob Schamberger piece." But but for those underwear, how would you describe your style? Um, boy, that's that's tough. Um, there there was uh, uh, I saw a quote once that the way that an artist unique to them falls short of realism is their style 
Um, so like the ways that I don't make it look photorealistic are, uh, the, are like the ways that my style is coming through. Um, uh, and, and, you know, like it, it varies based on the, the type of medium I'm using or, or the different kinds of approaches. Um, as far as like defining it, I kind of leave that to other people to do. Uh, historically, that's been the way in the art world. Uh, and uh, hilariously enough, like most of the major art movements, the names that were given to them were derogatory at the time. Oh. Like uh, cubism, uh, impressionism, uh, movements like that were actually terms that were uh, brought up by the critics in the newspapers to make fun of the artists that were doing this sort of work, um, abstract, abstract uh, expressionism, things like that. It was all to, uh, to make fun of it. And then over time, like the artists themselves embraced it, said like, yes, okay, great, call us that. Uh, and uh, it became like, now, like when I tell you that, you're, you're like, how is that making fun of it? Because yeah. it's so synonymous. But at the time it was really derogatory. So uh, go ask Twitter what you would call my style. <laughs> There's plenty of jerks on there that'd be just happy to tell you what they think. Oh. <laughs> They're just jealous, Rob. That's all it is. As I, as when I first saw your work, I was like, gee, that's incredible. Like Thank literally mind blowing. You say it's like, like photo, like uh, photographic realism, or whatever, but in a way your paintings are kind of realistic because I said, well, that's definitely Asuka. That's nuts. The detail on her face. That's Adam Cole. Like there's, as there's so many, the Tommaso Ciampa one, I was blown away by. I love him anyway, but oh. just, just how really looks the, the way his detail, his beard and everything. I was like, and his coat. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. I would say like with my approach first, thank you. Um, <laughs> but, uh, uh, the, Yes, I want it to look like the subject, but it's more important to me that it feels like what it's like when you watch them, right? Yeah. So yeah. getting that that energy, that feeling across um, is as important or more important than just making it look like them. I love that. So is it a different technique you use for different images or do you have like the the Rob Schamberger technique. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Um, I uh, uh, kind of equate it to uh, free freeform jazz. Like I know where I'm starting from and I have an idea of where I want to finish and I just improvise uh, in between. Um, a lot of it, like I've kind of figured out um, different combinations of color or technique that'll get me a certain result. Um, but like, I'm often as amazed at how it turns out <laughs> as <laughs> someone seeing it like, Oh, uh, like the, the recent Oscar one I did, I didn't like it until the very last brush stroke. And then I'm like, Oh, that one worked. Like, <laughs> uh, like the whole time it's, it's kind of a controlled panic. Like, oh, God, this isn't working. What do I do to fix this? This isn't right yet. What do I do here? <laughs> oh, I love that. So I, I was doing my research, you know, as you do, but I know how reliable the internet is. But I read somewhere <laughs> that you get, like, a promotional still and then, like, build on top of it. Is that right? Is that? Well, uh, I'll use that as reference. Yeah. Um, like, uh, uh, like, I'm not, like, physically painting on top of that. Um, it's a reference that I have mostly to get 
um, you know, the likenesses right. But uh, it's not that interesting to me to make it look exactly like the thing, right? Like uh, yeah. people yeah, want yeah. a painting, so I do things to make it look like a painting. I guess by painting it, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what got into wrestling then? How did you first venture across like, what was what was WWF at the time? <laughs> I didn't actually grow up on it like most oh. people. Um, I came in when I was 18, so it would have been 98, 99. Oh. And um, my mom had recently remarried, and my stepfather was a fan back in the 60s and 70s. And uh, I, I was over at their place doing laundry like a 18 year old does. And uh, <laughs> my stepfather was flipping through the channels and landed on WCW uh, with Ric Flair doing a promo. And it was like the clouds parted. I heard the angel choir. Like, I get it. <laughs> this is what wrestling is. Okay, I get it. And like, I knew nothing, right? Like, I, I, like I knew some of the names of like 80s wrestlers just from like the, uh, the rock and wrestling cartoon. Um, like, uh, but that was about all I knew really. And so the next week when I was over there again, it was on a Monday and I was just looking for quote wrestling and landed on raw instead of nitro. And, it, you know, like at that time it was Jericho and the Hardys oh. and edge and Christian triple oh. H the rock stone cold. Like I was in man. Like, um, I, I, uh, uh, immediately fell into it right from that moment on and um like again like coming in as an adult and like um knowing that it's a uh a fictional presentation right um some of the really absurd stuff at that time was what really got me to fall in love <laughs> before like you know gaining an appreciation for you know the what they're able to do in the ring so like uh big boss man um dragging big shows uh dad's <laughs> coffin around and um uh there was a match between big show and hardcore and crash holly where crash was trying to choke out big show the whole time like hanging from his neck and big shows just wrestling hardcore holly i don't know why no one talks about this match it's incredible <laughs> and, and and he pins uh hardcore with crash still trying to choke him out <laughs> i'm like i love this stuff and, and then shortly after may young gave birth to a hand and oh. <laughs> I, uh, who just recently debuted at wrestlemania in that uh, johnny knoxville match uh so glad to see the oh, hand yeah, grown up yeah. and forgotten <laughs> <all. laughs> Um, so that took me a second. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so um, that that was the kind of stuff that got me in. But then, like seeing, like especially like uh, what was happening with the tag team division, like Hardys against Edge and Christian, and then shortly, uh, you know, the the Dudleys coming in, um, and, and of course, you know, like Rock and Stone Cold at the top, oh. and Undertaker, and and all that stuff. Um, DX reformed right around then um i i uh just loved it and started you know like coming from the comic book background where so much of it is like digging in deep and getting the whole history on a character and getting the whole history on the people making the comic books and and all that stuff and like wrestling is perfect for that as well 
and uh, just started, you know, voraciously reading and researching everything. And, uh, you know, it's such a deep mind uh, if you want to really, you know, become a hardcore nerd about it, um, which I do. And, uh, uh, you know, for a long time, I tried to stay away from getting involved. Um, but, but then, you know, eventually the, the paths combined and, and here I am and I still get to be a nerd, but I get to do it for a living. <laughs> Which is just a living dream. Yeah. <laughs> and what a time to come into it as well. I like, know, yeah at peak attitude error you know just well it was it... great but don't go back and rewatch it <laughs> <laughs> there's a not? lot of stuff where i'm like oh that would not yeah. fly today <laughs> yeah that's not so hot uh, especially I'm, like the yeah. the depiction of the ladies not so great um we definitely oh, no. do that better nowadays <laughs> yeah 100%. i yeah. mean and who who brings a samurai sword to chop off alvinus's cock oh boy like, choppy yeah. choppy obviously you say you got into wrestling when you were 18 19 so what were you drawing before then was it the comic book stuff yeah yeah the comic book stuff um and uh was like making my own uh comics um writing and drawing and for a long time again like i had the the day job to pay for my art career and it just got to a point where I was um, around when I turned 30 and I was just miserable having day jobs, uh, as I'm sure everyone everywhere can relate. And I, I just had enough, couldn't do it anymore. But I also knew that I just didn't have the skills to be uh, a working full time comic book artist. Uh, there's a lot of things that go into, uh, especially like drawing a monthly comic book that are skills that I just don't have, right? Like you wouldn't hire an electrician to fix the pipes in your house. Um, <laughs> it's, it's different kinds of skills like that, um, which was hard for me, right? Like that, <laughs> it was a pretty low part in my, uh, uh, of my life where I'm like, oh man, like I've invested my whole life towards this and I just don't have what it takes. But uh, like I was saying, like that I experiment with different um, techniques and mediums and the like, I was doing paintings on the side just to grow as an artist. And uh, my, my girlfriend at the time, now my wife, had a friend that had a gallery uh, here in Kansas City that their artist had dropped out like a week before opening. No. Uh, happens all the time. Uh, like so much of my early art career success was from being able to step in when other artists flaked out. Um, Thanks, guys. But, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, uh, she was like, oh, my, uh, my boyfriend has all these uh, paintings sitting around. I'm like, oh, no, no one wants to see the paintings. That's not my real work. The comic books are my real work. But she's like, Rob, like, she just needs someone just... <laughs> let's just throw some frames on these things and put them up on the wall in there. Um, so I did and like sold some paintings and yes. I, I was like, Oh, okay. Um, so I was growing the, uh, uh, the gallery side of my career uh, to the point that I was like making more from that than I was from anything I was doing with comic books, but I still wasn't like making enough to, pay my rent and my utilities you know yeah. which are like the realities um 
so as uh, an artist, unless you're like a full-time employee of a company, you're a business owner. And so I changed my philosophy of, okay, I have a business selling uh, goods and services, artistic goods and services. How do I market this? How do I alter the goods and services that I'm offering to make enough to, to stand out? And uh, I was reading a, a marketing book from uh, a guy that was, uh, he, this was, this book was actually like one of the sources for the show Mad Men, um, which I was really into at the time. So I was, you know, again, I'm a nerd and I go deep on everything. <laughs> and uh, he had a rule in there that for marketing, you need one of at least three things to stand out. You need to be the first at something. You need to be the best at something, or you need to be completely different from what else is out on the market. And so uh, we had just gone to uh, like a couple of years earlier, WrestleMania 24. And, you know, there was what, what was, was it like 65, 67,000 people there, depending on your wrestling math. And um, I was, I'm like, I love wrestling. I love art. There has to be other people out there. And, th you know, like I know what we spent to be up in the nosebleeds for that play, uh, show look at these people, especially down on the floor, how much money are they spending? Uh, having heard so many different uh, uh, accents and languages spoken, just walking into the stadium, I knew people would like drop serious money to come in. I'm like, this is a market, you know, 65,000 people that are really into just one thing to this level, this degree, um, that that's a sustainable market as WWE obviously knows. Right. Um, and, and so like, oh, no one's doing fine art of professional wrestling. And then it's like, holy crap, no one's doing this. <laughs> like, get in on it right now. And uh, I used uh, the, the service Kickstarter to uh, do a, a project for, uh, it's a thing that I'll be working on the rest of my life, but like every world champion from every major uh, North American company going back to George Hackenschmidt in 1905. Wow. And um, uh, I raised 20 grand in the first month. Oh, and fuck. I was like, okay, uh, quit my job and uh, I'm doing this. And then within a year, um, uh, WWE reached out about bringing me under the umbrella and uh, working with me. And uh, we've been going for eight or nine years now amazing is that all from kickstarter is that how they discovered you was it through kickstarter uh it wasn't well i think i got on someone there's radar with that i mean if you're gonna make 20 grand in a month and wrestling outside oh, of yeah. wwe that that that's gonna get you on the radar but um <laughs> i was uh at a, a museum event uh a wrestling museum that uh jerry briscoe and jim ross were at uh, oh. and they were both still executives with the company at the time and uh, we swapped contact information. And um, then WWE was coming to Kansas City, where I live. Uh, and I reached out about doing a, uh, a Make-A-Wish fund like fundraiser gallery show. And uh, Jim passed the information along, but he also called Triple H's office 
and said like, Hey, we need to be working with this kid. And, uh, Triple H's right hand, a guy named Ben Brown. If you've watched that, um, hidden treasure show, uh, Ben's the guy that runs the warehouse. Um, you know, bro, one, one of the, yeah, uh, one of the most, uh, desired jobs in the world. But, um, uh, I had met Ben at a different event and he's like, Oh yeah, I love Rob. And, and he said to, to triple H like, yeah, let's definitely do this. And, uh, we were off to the races. Incredible. It's mad. <laughs> Cause I'm it's all not- about like number one, like doing the work. Right. And then number two, like getting out there so that people are seeing it in person, like online people see the stuff, but it doesn't compare to seeing it in person. And I knew that. So like anywhere that there was some, any kind of like wrestling type convention, I was booking myself at, uh, you know, like buying a table setting up because i knew over time if i got enough of the right people to see the stuff it would uh it would work out i love that i love stories like that. it's something that's quite a common theme on this show is people that have a passion for something and do whatever the fuck they can to become successful at it and you smashed it man and it, i oh, love thanks. it it's incredible i love the way people do that but as, as you said, you know, you work with the WWE now. You do so much of them. There's a network show, Canvas to Canvas. I've seen um, pictures of you at Access doing, like, paintings from scratch at Access. Like, your pictures are on the back of action figures. Is, is this you pitching ideas to them, or is this coming, them coming to you going, Rob, 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 we've got an idea, we've got an idea, we've got an idea. <laughs> um, well, everything you just mentioned, they came to me um, <laughs> on those. It's, it's a back and forth um and and it's like okay if this thing succeeds then what else similar could we do that could also possibly succeed um uh, a lot of it works out that way uh and and just maintaining the relationships and um you know the the business side of things like professional artists professional means you're getting paid for doing this thing mm-hmm. um uh so like that side of things uh taking care of the business um h- helps that to grow they all appreciate that like yes they work in you know uh the entertainment field but also they're they're business people and uh, like the main uh, division that I spend the most time with are the uh, the merchandise WWE shop WWE auction guys, and and uh, uh, they appreciate like they're all corporate guys, so um, they're like when, when I talk with them I talk about like the subject and the timing of it for towards like what's selling at the time, uh, but if I'm talking to other people it can be you know like more on the artistic side of things it it depends on which division i'm working with i had a really weird image in my head then of uh, people at the auction and stuff have their entrance music so you know (laughs) the auctionists walk out so they're all covered us like no chance to help i just like smacking the gavel down that sort of thing (laughs) That would be such a great idea, wouldn't it? Just like every single member that works for WWE, whether it be it, the actual rest of themselves all the way down to whoever, all has their own entrance theme. That would be so great. And <laughs> it's only walked into a room. It would be amazing. So you'd have your own. What would you have? Well, speaking of the gavel, we do have a signed print of uh, Wade Barrett up there. Oh! <laughs> incredible. Absolutely oh. incredible. I'm so gutted they killed that off quite quick. That was such a great character. Oh, loved it. Especially like uh, the way that it would raise up in the air, like the platform yeah. he was on. 
so good. <laughs> You've painted so many people now, but how do you decide who you're going to do? Are you asked, do they come to you and go, right, we want paintings, or is it just whoever you feel like painting that week? Uh, well, here's the crazy thing that uh, artists get real mad at me about when they find out is I'm completely self-driven. Um, I actually own all my work. Uh, WWE licenses it from me. Um, so there's no sketch approval. There's no revisions. And sometimes they come to me and say like, hey, like, uh, it, you know, it could be cool if you do a new one of this person soonish um or if there is like a special project uh mm. the the especially like time to run wrestlemania um they, they may ask for someone specific but otherwise it's all on me and uh what i'm doing there is mostly like what's most interesting to me at that time uh, is it someone new that i haven't painted yet is it someone that i haven't painted in a while or if they've changed up their look um, or if there's just a certain, uh, technique or style that I want to play around with, like which wrestler, uh, sorry, superstar, um, <laughs> matches, uh, the, that the best. Um, so it's, uh, it's never a black and white answer, but, uh, it's mostly whatever's most interesting to me at that time. I saw that you did the one for Hell in the Cell 2019, which again, was just out of this world. Um, have they? Have you ever? Everyone they, loves that show. No one says a single bad thing about that show. Nothing bad happened at that show. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> anyway, um, I can't remember what I'm talking about, Rob. Um, but have any of your art, have, they, have you ever had any artwork used for a pay per view or for a live show or that at all? Um. The, there have been a few here and there like that hell in a cell one was the the event poster um the uh one they don't do event posters much at all anymore um that that one was something like for the venue itself that was doing okay. the the poster um and uh because i work traditionally not digitally um if something needs to change, like someone gets injured or they're not in the match anymore or something like that, um, then it's, I have to do a whole new painting. Oh yeah. And that gets, uh, unrealistic on a lot of levels at some point. Um, so not a lot of that. Sometimes like things after the, the fact I've done a few, but then like, as soon as an event has happened, unless it's like something that like still resonates huge today, uh, the fans just don't care. <laughs> and at the end of the day, we're, we're doing these to sell some of them so I can, uh, you know, get some cat food for, for my, my two cats. <laughs> and uh, if I have to get off brand food for my cats, they're not happy. So I need to do something that's going to sell a lot yeah, instead of something that doesn't sell as much. <laughs> So when it comes to deciding what you're going to paint, do you have like a plan? Do you plan out what you're doing? Or is it literally you grab your canvas, you're like, right, who do I feel like doing today? Uh, it varies. Um, generally, like as far as the subject, like who I'm going to paint, I have that figured out a few weeks ahead just so I'm not like doing people too close to each other or um, uh, trying to match like, 
what's happening right now versus something that's going to continue to resonate for a while. Um, uh, you know, a lot of it is, uh, well, last week, for instance, uh, I didn't intend to, but Oscar returned on raw. And so mm. I'm like, okay, got to do a new Oscar. Um, and you know, strike while the iron's hot my schedule allowed that at that moment. Uh, so I was able to, to jump in and do that. Um, but otherwise it's, um, kind of, yeah, timed around sort of with what's happening right now, but also just, uh, um, what feels right for the moment. I had this, I had this idea in my head that maybe you had this like list of people you're working on. And then like last year when they released like half the roster, you was like, right, let's cut this person off, this person off, this person off, this person off. This person off. <laughs> that did happen. Um, and, and, uh, you know, big releases like that, uh, affects all of us um to to varying degrees obviously uh um the, the people that are getting let go get the the worst of it um but uh yeah it, it affects everyone like throughout the organization to to different levels so what i am getting about that rob is recently the just released dexter loomis and uh-huh. i would love to see you and him go at it in a paint off <laughs> <laughs> we we uh um kind of toyed around with that uh the one time i met him uh we were at uh an nxt house show together and mostly like uh uh samuel and i are like online just buddies anyway like you know kind of within the same uh uh umbrella with wrestling art um you know very different approaches and oh yes (laughs) and very different types of art um but uh, uh he was a super nice dude and um he's gonna be good uh, for whatever company he lands with, for sure. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. But is there anyone you haven't actually done yet that you want to do? Because you've done, like, so many. Um, the uh, uh, top of mind for me, and it's just kind of finding the right approach. Uh, haven't uh, done one of Dewdrop yet. Um, oh. I'm, uh, I'm a fan of her. Um, and it's just finding the... Uh, right way in is the way I say it. Um, like, what's the the best kind of painting that I can do for her? Uh, you know, she's not involved in any storylines at the moment, so it's not as pressing. Uh, but but once she's back in the mix in a bigger way, um, I, I would say you could expect one of her sooner than later. She needs. She's phenomenal. I followed her when she was wrestling over here because obviously she's from oh over for here. sure phenomenal. For not so good, <laughs> major star, yeah. So, do you have like any favorite people that you like to paint? You're just like, right, I, I need someone who I'm going to enjoy. Like, this person's doing, I'm doing this person. Uh, the, the people whose looks and/or personas are already over the top, uh, to where I can push it even further. So, yeah, like recently, Oscar returning, like, okay, cool, <laughs> like, um, uh, she's definitely one of my favorites, and like sells really well for me too so that's an added bonus um uh macho man randy savage the undertaker um the new um uh seth freakin rollins uh with the the stupid suits that he wears Um, (laughs) uh, it lets me really push things even further so like i did a, a recent one of him that uh was just ridiculous but it worked for him right um uh, the people where I can push it even further, like 
going back to the the, the superhero comic book roots, um, I say that it's like the difference between if you're going to do a drawing of Superman, you draw Superman. If you're going to draw Batman, you can kind of do whatever, right? Um, so like uh, John Cena. If I'm going to do a painting of John Cena, it's going to be John. Um, but if I'm going to do one of the undertaker, there's all these other elements that I can add in. Mm. Um, but, uh, also like, uh, with, you know, that said, like John has, uh, uh, definitely like stepped over into being that, uh, living pop culture figure. Uh, so there's like different things that I can do with him now than like when I was first starting out. Uh, like uh, a recent one I did of him a couple of years ago, I pa- painted everything as photorealistically as possible, except for his face is just blank white paper because um, oh. you can't oh. see him. Oh. And <laughs> it's so <laughs> <a> second. <laughs> <Super>. <laughs> it's one of my most popular pieces, right? Because um, it's uh, well, once the idea came to me, I'm like, oh, that works a little too good. <laughs> It's like when they released that Funko pop of him and it was just clear. And I was like, that yeah, is just yeah. super. <laughs> Would have been even better if it was just an empty box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've, um, has any of the wrestlers at all really enjoyed your work? Uh, to my face. Uh, <laughs> as far as I know, they all do. Um, uh, some really get into it. Uh, I don't want to uh, name names with yeah, these people. Uh, but there's some that are on the younger end that because I've been doing this for so long that like they grew up on my art and oh, no like, way. part of like uh, their thing of like part of their dream of getting into WWE is getting me to do a painting of them. Oh, so cool. And, awesome. and what a wild turn of events that is. No, right? tell me, right? Yeah. There, there was one that um, had to have like, like they were so nervous to meet me had to have like someone introduce us as if I'm like some big deal. Right. And <laughs> it's so funny to me, but, um, uh, uh, so that part is cool. But then also like the people that have been around forever, like, um, uh, WrestleMania got to hang out with, with, uh, Steve Austin. Uh, oh, and, and we like, you know, just talked, uh, wrestling for half an hour. Um, and, uh, uh, Randy Orton has, uh, framed up, uh, everything I've done of him and has it in his home office. Um, that's awesome. uh, Sorry to stooge on you, Randy. Uh, I, I, Randy's finally kind of letting it get out there that he's a sort of nice guy. Um, (laughs) yeah, it's uh, been one of the best kept secrets in wrestling that Randy's actually (laughs) pretty funny and nice to hang out with um uh so like it's throughout and also like again like uh, coming up on a decade with the company that um people know that i'm i'm around for a while right like i'm i'm part of this machine now just i I bet back going back when you're watching it 18 years old doing laundry in your mom's house that you thought (laughs) you didn't think ever this is where you would be now you know hanging out with stone cold steve austin for half an hour at WrestleMania backstage. At that like... time, I still thought I was going to be drawing Batman. I, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't um, imagine. I, I can't yeah. imagine the past ten years how many pinch yourself moments you must have had. Like, is this happening? Like, it, it's it's 
nice that my wife gets to be there with me. Um, Like she gets to experience that, uh, that side of things. Like for me, like I, I, I so get in my own head and this is a thing that I totally did to myself, but like, um, I, I view all of them and, and everything as like coworkers, right? And like, you don't want to freak out and be a fanboy when you're working with someone that well, yeah. you're at the same job with, right? Even though it's the Undertaker signing my artwork, um, yeah. or Brock Lesnar, um, <laughs> or or Ric Flair, even, um, Huge. you know, like in those moments, I'm just trying to, you know, like have a little bit of small talk with them and and uh um what while they're signing for me and and then you know we all go along with our day um (laughs) but then like my wife is like that was so awesome (laughs) (laughs) it's like she fanboys for you (laughs) yes and and uh the the superstars especially love having katie around um because like she's there like really amping them up um like she gets along with uh uh the lady wrestlers especially and um they they love just having like you know their their own kind of like uh flavor flav <laughs> hype man with them right there <laughs> and but then me i'm trying to be you know mr super professional and and meanwhile it's like when we get back to the hotel or we're in the car and i'm like so that was pretty cool right she's like oh my god honey that was amazing <laughs> It's when she starts to scroll to the ring and be like, no, get wait. Oh, I, okay. <laughs> she was actually in the uh, uh, the No Way Jose Congo line once. <laughs> no way. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the talent relations guy like came up and was like, okay, we're a short one. And, and uh, um, like, it was like a dream of hers, but like, she didn't want to say anything, right? Like, uh, um, because, you know, like respecting my side of things. And uh, one of the the merchandise guys that we work with was like, put Katie in there. And, and then there goes Katie in the conga line. <laughs> <You got Fredo. laughs> that, is, that is phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> Fair play. That is awesome. Just going back to what Tom was saying about reactions from the superstars and that he's painting them on. Have any of them ever like wanted to have the original from you? A few, yeah. Um, and, and several of them, though, like, uh, want originals of the wrestlers that inspired them. Nice. Um, like uh, Bailey got a uh, uh, Randy Savage from me, and um, uh, one of the luchadors got a, a an Eddie Guerrero from me. Um, things like that, less so than like of themselves. Uh, you know, there's a weird thing there with some people, uh, like. Like, do you want a painting of yourself hanging up in your house, or do you well, want yeah. you know the thing that you're <laughs> yeah. into? Um, and, and it's both sides. There have been a few where uh, they also know that, like, you know, they get a cut on what I sell, and the originals go for a pretty good price. Uh, so some of them just ask for a print for themselves. Um, uh, so yeah, it varies by person. Uh, the the coolest one was. Um, I did a McMahon family portrait just on my own and uh, Stephanie saw it and reached out to me immediately and was like, Hey Rob, don't sell this. Nothing to do with like whatever. She was just like, I want to buy this and give it to my dad for a Christmas present. 
and um vince has it well last i heard like hanging up in his uh private uh conference room i don't know if that's still the case i heard that years ago they changed things around but um <laughs> that was a funny one again with my wife we were at with her family for christmas that year and she turned to me like while we were all opening presents and she's like you know right now <laughs> vince is opening a gift from stephanie and it's your painting <laughs> that's nuts yeah <laughs> right next to the t-rex skull pal god Just... damn it it's great <laughs> <laughs> well rob i'm afraid i've got some bad news <laughs> okay <laughs> I, I was just it was just a nice little impression i thought going back to oh to wade barrett earlier okay okay i thought we were coming up on the end here <laughs> no, no 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 i just uh i'm quite proud of the impression never mind that died in its ass massively it's my favorite impression you should do it all the time everywhere you go <laughs> it's like okay what's going on what's happened ah a wrestling <laughs> reference from 10 years ago i don't remember ah. yeah no <laughs> All right, but mate. you did it great. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, I, I don't know if you can actually answer this due to contact contractual reasons, but I'm going to ask it anyway. But sure. is there anyone that you'd love to be able to paint from, like other companies? Like I know you probably can't because of your kind, but is there anyone you see and you're just like, oh, I'd love to give do my version of that? Um, you know, there's there's uh, uh, no exclusivity. Um, like I'm exclusive by the sheer volume of work that I'm doing. Mm. Um, and I'm also kind of of the mind that uh, WWE is the one that brought me to the party. So I'm going to dance with them. Right. Absolutely. Like they, they put a ton of faith in me and I'm going to be loyal to that. Uh, but as far as like keeping an eye on who's out there in the field, uh, I try to, I don't watch a lot of other shows just because of hours in the day. Right. Like, <laughs> I, I feel the need to watch Raw, NXT, and SmackDown. And um, then, like, you know, there's other shows on TV that I want to watch, too, uh, outside of wrestling. And and as supportive as my wife is, she doesn't necessarily want to watch wrestling every night of the week either. <laughs> um, but, like, uh, um, Dan Housen would be a ton of fun. Oh. Uh, and he and I are friendly. Um, so it'd, it'd be cool to make that happen at some point. Um, but overall, uh, I don't watch a lot of others um, to, to be able to really speak to um, being able to make the best painting of them. Because like, since I'm not watching, I don't know that I could get their energy across uh hmm. as well as i do with the stuff i'm watching all the time i suppose on the flip side of that then for wrestlers that were at wwe that have now moved on could you go back and do them like jericho for example could you do him back in the day or um uh, should, I, should i stop asking these questions <laughs> yeah here's the economic reality of it is if they if they don't have a current uh contractual relationship with wwe I'm not able to do oh, okay. prints of them, uh, which is my main source of revenue. Got you. Um, okay. So it's like, am I going to do a painting of Chris Jericho that I could sell the original of and that's it? Or am I going to do a new painting of Alexa Bliss and make sure that my cats are getting good food? Yeah, yeah. Fair <laughs> right. Enough. Yeah. Um, Silly question. It, it, 
that that's what it comes down to and it, it's not wwe stopping me at all in fact like employees there will occasionally ask me like so are you doing stuff for the other companies and and i'm like no uh you know like <laughs> uh just just because you know you guys put this faith in me and and uh i'm gonna reward that yeah fair enough i love yeah. that i love that loyalty that's amazing you're not even under contract to be loyal but as a person you are i love that that's amazing you know um it's a, it's an important thing with me across the the board and and it's paid off with uh I, i'd say pretty well <laughs> so obviously we've talked about your history with comics and that's how you grew up and now you have, have you ever thought about like putting the two together and doing your own WWE comic, whether it be just the cover for one or anything? Just... I, uh, uh, for uh, I believe they still have the license. I'm not sure, but Boom Studios um, did, did a series of WWE comics, and I did a couple covers and a short story <laughs> um, for for one. Um, it's just <laughs> it's a ton of work. And like, like if you think about uh, one page of a comic is like three to nine separate paintings. And yeah, uh, you know, like each panel is a different composition, everything. Um, so like the amount of work I put into that and, you know, without getting, you know, too crass commercialism here, like um, I could put that work into other stuff and, and make more money for my cats that way <laughs> I, love it. cats. I love it it's always about the cats not you and the it's all for the cats, the cats. <laughs> so is there anything in your work of WWE that you still want to achieve like is there anything you thought about and you're just like i want to do that that sounds like a great idea um i i would say like if there were ever the day where like a pay-per-view notably like one of the big four especially wrestlemania like used my graphics for the show uh that that's probably like the last like real big thing for me out there um otherwise it's uh having a long career with wwe um and you know continuing to be successful for myself and for them um you know, just being able to, to do this for, uh, the, the rest of my life. Um, that, that, that's the big one for me. Um, like I, I've been out of the workforce for about a decade and I, I have no skills left that would be able to work <laughs> out. Um, so, uh, you know, the, the sheer terror of having to, to go back to having a job <laughs> is, uh, what keeps me going. <laughs> I, love I asked Paul Heyman that once, you know, sorry for the name drop there, but oh, um, I, I, I was like, what keeps you still going at such a high creative level? And he said, the sheer terror of having to get a day job. <laughs> <laughs> you want to uh, imagine for other friends? Yeah, right. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I love that. That's amazing. He He's definitely dream guest of mine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so ask a question and then sit back for an hour. Exactly. It's exactly <laughs> what you want. Dad, sorted. <laughs> so what's next for you then, sir? Have you, have you got anything you're working on at the moment that you're allowed to talk about? Um, you know, I've got uh like a new painting that comes out every week, every Sunday. Um 
the the one uh, coming up is of uh, Edge's entrance at this past WrestleMania. Um, like there were people like tweeting me as it was happening, like Rob, you're painting this right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, uh, excited for that. Um, and uh, then there's um, you know, like behind the scenes, boring business stuff. That's uh, only exciting to like me and the people in WWE um, that, that I'm pretty excited about. Uh, uh, but otherwise, yeah, like uh, just continuing to, to put the best work out possible every week. Uh, uh like it really hit home to me, like um, the whatever importance that I have, like, I mean, ultimately, like in the grand scheme of things, what is important, but um, during the lockdown, when WWE was off the road, um, everything that they put out, no matter what it was, reminded you that there's a pandemic happening, right? Mm -hmm. Like there would be no way to do pro wrestling without it being a reminder that there's a pandemic happening like if you had a crowd there you'd be like holy crap why do you have a crowd there yeah. without a crowd there you you're reminded why there's no crowd there um you bring in a crowd with masks you see everyone with the mask on but with my paintings during that year um it it uh let people still experience wrestling the way that we all fell in love with it um you know because like the the paintings uh were either close up or they were from a time before lockdown or just getting that energy across um and uh i think a lot of people like got a a deeper connection to the work during that time and uh i take that really importantly uh and want to continue that that trust that they've put in in me and the work going forward Beautiful. Stunning. I love that. Tom, have you got any more questions, my friend? Yeah, going back to what I said earlier um, about being the 18-year-old in your mum's house doing laundry, did you generally ever think that this is where you would be today? Um, <laughs> uh, as far as being a successful working artist, yes. Um, because you don't go into this wanting to do it full-time and not plan for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, that it would turn out this way. There was no way of me knowing that, uh, like the way of wanting to get into art that I wanted didn't work out. Um, but, uh, everything that I learned from those years of doing that put me into the place to be able to do what I'm doing now. Um, so as far as like, being able to, to make a full-time living, which is how I describe being successful, you know, just being able to cover expenses. Um, uh, yes, I was planning for that. Um, there's, uh, um, uh, without getting too egotistical, I'm a Midwestern American, you know, we were, <laughs> we were very humble about stuff or we try to be, uh, but there was uh, a point in, it's so either like 2018 or 2019, I was the most visible artist on earth. Wow. Uh, yeah. Like between the Mattel figures and uh, the stuff that I was doing with uh, 2K, the video game company. Um, and, and there was some stuff with Tops as well. 
um, all of that all at the same time, like by the numbers, um, there were, I don't know, like 20 million people looking at my work all at the same time. Uh, and then, you know, being on TV and then like the, the stuff that I do with WWE, like it, it, uh, um, for a brief moment there, (laughs) more people were looking at my art than than anything else um and uh that part no i i uh (laughs) did not think that would happen (laughs) and i don't know that that'll ever happen again it was just a confluence of events that didn't have much to do with me at all um but uh um that was pretty remarkable like um like i did some art for the the supercard game and it was like the featured image uh, for like two weeks on um, like Apple and Android for like the game section. No way. Uh, for That's like the amazing. stores. Um, yeah. So like, it's probably even like more than 20 million. Um, it's uh, astounding. Uh, and again, cool. like probably never going to happen again, really had nothing to do with me, but, uh, but it, it happened. happened. Yeah, it, <laughs> it, it happened. It yeah. had everything to do with you. That's your skill, your talent that got your art to where it needed to be for that to happen. That is all you, sir. That is amazing. Oh, thank you. I should have you walk around the way my wife does with all the lady wrestlers. <laughs> <laughs> Just walk around Prince backstage. Be like, Look at this guy. He's amazing. Look what he can do. <laughs> cool you look because of him <laughs> they're like look at scamburger bringing around his own uh, people that's what they call me it's my backstage nickname Scam- everyone has a terrible making fun of them backstage nickname mine's scamburger <laughs> brilliant uh, rob this has been so much fun i've absolutely loved this thank you so much for doing this thank you guys uh, appreciate it thanks for having me on before we let you go, though, we like to play a little game with our guests, if you are willing, sir. Well, we'll see. <laughs> it's called the quick fire round. We ask you five questions and you simply answer them as quick as you can. Okay. And you're going to know the answers because it's all about you. Okay. Nice I'll try. Easy. Start with nice and easy one. Favorite pizza topping? Mushrooms. Oh, really? Beautiful menu. Okay, fair enough. I love me mushrooms. I'm a mushroom fan. Oh, the, yeah. Not the legal kind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wink. <laughs> if you could learn any language, what would it be? Uh, Chinese. Ooh, good answer. Guess, talk to well, Senior and give you some tips. Oof. Actually, I'm going to say Japanese. I'm going to change that. Japanese. Just so that I can uh, buy uh, manga untranslated. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. Yep. If you could travel to the past or the future, which would it be? Well, I talk about therapy every. Uh, I talk about the past every week in therapy, so I feel like I'm there all the time anyway. So I guess the future. <laughs> right answer <laughs> if you were to have a movie about your life who would play you in that movie um boy uh 
the uh um the bald guy with glasses from groundhog day um that comes up and like knows bill murray like comes up to him on the street every day uh, and he was also <laughs> in the the remake of one day at a time um i know who you mean i can picture yeah. in my head i know <laughs> like uh him at that age in groundhog day would be about perfect for me with a more monotone voice with dead eyes <laughs> he would nail me <laughs> and last but not least if you were to get into a time machine head back in time and visit young master shamberg and give him one piece of advice what would that be trust yourself oh i like it nice like it, like it very much rob this has been unbelievable Thank you Thank so you. much for taking the time out to sit down with us. We really, really appreciate it. And I thoroughly enjoyed it, sir. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, yeah, thank you. And uh, the the listeners don't know this, but I accidentally missed the first time we were supposed to do this. And I just publicly <laughs> again want to say, I'm sorry. Uh, and and the, the reasoning was so dumb. I just got caught up in a Lego set I was building and I completely <laughs> lost track of time. It was so dumb. I'm sorry, oh, guys. <laughs> 110% forgiven. That is the best reason to miss a meeting. It was the bonsai set, man. It's so cool. Uh, <laughs> but I'm so sorry. It was so unprofessional of me. It's not it's, who it's I am. Good. I'm sorry. All good, my friend. All good. Before we let you get out of here, though, do you have any plugs, websites, anything you want people to go check out? Sure. Uh, every Monday on WWE's YouTube channel, there's Canvas to Canvas, where you get to watch me uh, make uh, that new painting that I put out each week. Um, all of my prints and whatever originals are still available are at shambergerlabs.com. That's S-C-H-A-M-B-E-R-G-E-R labs.com uh and also i've got a weekly newsletter that is like outside of my art my favorite thing that i do that's uh rob shamberger.substack.com to go subscribe um uh, i i really enjoy doing that there's uh you know like free and paid versions but the free version is still completely great um and uh, also, uh, we have signed prints available on WWE Auction uh, and prints and a few T-shirts up on WWE Shop. Incredible. Incredible. Where can they find you on social media? Because your Instagram is definitely one to follow. Oh, thanks. Uh, uh, Twitter and Instagram both is at Rob Schamberger. Again, R-O-B-S-C-H-A-M-B-E-R-G-E-R. Superb. Everyone go give Rob a follow and go buy a print because they're amazing. Thank you. You're right. <laughs> right, right now. <laughs> Rob, thank you, man. We honestly, this has been great. Enjoy the rest of your day. Um, yeah. And thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate it. It was a blast. Thank you. Yeah, it's been thank amazing. You, thank you so much, Rob. Take care, sir. Enjoy your days. You too, man. You. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Just an incredible conversation. And I found it personally really inspirational and motivating as well. Especially that line about Mad Men. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's just, I just think that it's amazing that if you really, you know, life's about taking risks, I think. And you go, well, I really don't want to work in a nine-to-five anymore. I, this is not for me. I don't want to do this. How can I achieve my dream? How can I 
do the thing that I want to do, the thing that I love and get paid for it, you know, and actually bring the revenue in so I can look after my family. I can feed my animals and that sort of thing. It's just, it's amazing. And it's what I'd love to do for this show personally. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, but yeah, we hope you guys enjoyed it and I hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as we did recording it. Rob, thank you ever so much again. Mr. Stevens. Yeah. It's only audience participation time. I <laughs> love it. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to participate in Jamie's participation challenge. This week I said, you know the phrase, ta-da, as the dictionary says, an imitation of fanfare. Well, this week I ask, what would be the most unusual moments or times to use that phrase? Ejaculate inside of your partner. <laughs> Genuine story. Um, a friend of mine told me a story about his brother. Uh, he was with his fiance, uh, and they actually split up over the fact that as he arrived, he went, Pikachu, I choose you. <laughs> um, <laughs> and she went, I never want to see you ever again. I mean, like, part of me is like, can you blame her? And then another part of me is like, fucking brilliant like that that yeah it's a time and a place i think and you know where you could do stuff i personally don't agree with shit like that um but i it was very (laughs) funny um just just the the whole sheer like why why yeah (laughs) just just why but but the it's a genius of it as well it's just yeah so that's the only thing I could think of. And everyone's like, oh, a typical fucking bloke. Of course, you're going to talk about ejaculation. But I literally, I mean, I suppose if you got amputated, <laughs> would be quite weird. Uh, the arms up there just go, ta-da! <laughs> no arm there anymore. <laughs> That'd be my answer. Super. My answer has is is part of the, one of someone else's answers, so I'm going to leave it for them. Let's go. Matt Rose. He's pretty much along the same lines as you. In fact, he messaged me beforehand and went, my answer is a bit inappropriate. Can I mess? Can I say it? And I was like, you're damn fucking right you can. And it simply says, I'm about to... Ta-da! <laughs> Hope Wright says, uh, after giving birth. Ta-da! <laughs> That's great. That's a great one. Gilbert Jaggett says, uh, after flipping the switch on the electric chair... <laughs> Ta-da! <laughs> oh my days! Oh my days! That's that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how I feel about that one. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Becky Westwood says, "Imagine being at a funeral and the body just pops up and goes ta-da." <laughs> Abby Lloyd in one of my favourite answers. When you've done a massive stinky poo in a public toilet and there's a queue waiting to go inside. Oh, I should not flush that shit, literally. <laughs> literally. Just walk out. Ta-da. Oh. <laughs> I suppose it'd be a bit weird if you had it in your hand and chewing on it. Oh, let's not go back to that again. <laughs> Nikki <Ta-da>! Loveland. <laughs> Nikki Loveland with the answer I was going to say. As you hand in your resignation letter. Oh, yeah. Ta-da. <laughs> Brilliant. And last but not least, he's our good friend. He's back yet again. It's only Mr. Ryan Williams. We love Ryan Williams. We absolutely adore this human being. 
Ryan Williams says, when I was in my 20s, whenever I wasn't in public, I liked to be naked. I told one of my girlfriends at the time, and she was indifferent to this information. So when I brought her to my place for the first time, I immediately disrobed and just went, ta-da! <laughs> I wonder why I never went on a second date with her. Oh, <laughs> Ryan. You peaked too early, son. That's what it was. She was too scared too. of that monster. That's what it was. You don't jump straight into you don't jump straight into the nakedness on the first date. Fuck. <laughs> and his second answer is possibly my favorite fucking thing. I love this one so much. It says my friend, when he announced that he was gay to his super religion's parents, he kissed his boyfriend in front of his parents and went, ta-da! I'm Amen. gay. That's I heroic. applaud you, sire. That is heroic. I love that shit. Fucking beautiful. Absolutely wow. stunning. Thank you, everybody, so much for getting involved in Jamie's participation challenge. We really, really do appreciate every single one of your answers. It means the absolute world to anybody. If there's five answers or 15 or 25 or 25 million, we love every single one of you. So thank you ever so much. But, of course, if you enjoy Jamie's participation challenge and Callum's teachings and Tom's journal the interviews and all the shit we talk at the beginning, then you enjoy the other 38 editions of the Chronicles of Podcast. That's right, 38 editions now. That's not including our wonderful hashtag WBW Way Back Wednesdays. They are available Spotify, Google, YouTube, Apple Podcasts. Search the Chronicles of Podcasts and you will find us there. Hit that follow, hit that subscribe button, hit that bell and comment as much as fucking possible. Please come and leave us some reviews. We would really, really appreciate your honest feedback on how we can grow the show. What parts do you like? What parts do you not like? Is there anything we could do to change, you know, to make it more suitable for more people if you want to recommend and go, oh, you know, but I don't like how ginger Tom is or, oh, I don't know, Jamie's glasses are a bit too square. I, anything like that, anything at all, please come and talk to us and let us know what you like and what you don't. And we will, you know, we'll listen to you. We love every single one of you and we'll always listen. You can also find us on Facebook at The Chronicles of Podcast. Please come and give us a follow, give us a like. Uh, we would really, really appreciate it. Uh, and if you could share the live show, please. We're playing live at Scruffy Murphy's in Birmingham on Saturday, 28th of May. Get your tickets now, £7. Search The Chronicles of Podcast Live, seven quid, and it all goes. It's wonderful, wonderful charity, which Jamie is going to tell you all about very shortly. You can also find us, Jamie. Do you know where exactly? Um, jumping out at people and going, ta-da! Not necessarily, but on the Twitter. Oh, all with. At TCOPod. And Jamie, do you know where else you would, might want to go and search for us as well? Um, is it in the corner of the room as we try and paint, just like Rob, but it's just not happening? I mean, we'd, no, we'd leave that to Rob. He's way better than we are. But you can find us on the Insta. Oh, that makes sense too. At TCOPod. You can also come and find us on TikTok at TCO Pod, where you listen to me ramble on about elder shows and whatnot. And Jamie's on there doing bits and pieces as well. Uh, at TCO Pod, make sure you come and give us a follow. You can also come and enjoy our wonderfully brand spanking new, sexually gorgeously, and incredibly wonderful, hilariously gorgeous little website at www.thechroniclesofpodcast.com. You can find out all about the show. We're on there as well. Find out all about us. All of our episodes are on there. And all of our incredible and wonderful affiliations and sponsors. The Chronicles of Podcast. Downloaders, reviewers, sharers, raters. Tell all of your friends about us. Allow us into your ears. And most importantly, Jamie, I might put the kettle on in a minute. I really fancy a cup of tea. 
you know you get really thirsty for a brew and you're like i just really Ooh. fancy that milk two sugars get it in there and uh oh i'm really going off track here yeah come and find us come follow us come give us some love <laughs> and uh, we appreciate every single single one of you you distracted yourself with the idea of a cup of tea then didn't you i saw the kettle and was like yeah <laughs> it's calling me <laughs> what's that kettle <laughs> yes i'll be there shortly don't you worry before we get out of here before i tell you about our friends and our sponsors i do want to quickly piggyback something tom said then feedback is so important please leave us ratings reviews even if it's just on our facebook page there's an option there to review on there spotify itunes wherever you can leave ratings reviews even if you just slide into our dms and go guys this bit is a bit shit but this bit is fucking great but now don't slide to our dms leave us reviews leave us ratings reviews just give us some bloody feedback people (laughs) but also we want some ideas as well what you guys want to hear Way back Wednesday, we have a two months left, maybe? Yeah. yeah. What do you want us to do on Wednesdays? Give us an idea of anything you'd like us to do in the future. Something brand new, something we're already doing but expand. I don't know. Give us some ideas because at the end of the day, we do this for you guys. So if it's something you want to hear us do, let us know. That would be really grand. But before we get out of here after saying that, we need to say thank you to our friends, Mr. Matt Roberts. Every single piece of music you hear on this show is made and created by that wonderful human. So go check out Matt Roberts music on the socials. Go to Matt Roberts on Spotify. Go listen to all of his music. He's got so much music out there. It's unreal. You're never going to lose. Never not going to have anything to listen to. So go check it out right now, please. As well as that, as you heard from our friend Frank earlier, audio drama feed. There's a little show in there you might have heard of called Val Toby. Someone I know is in that. Someone we know is in that show. He might have mentioned it earlier. But not only that show, Val Toby, there's plenty of others. Starlight Phineas, Bounty Hunters, so much to choose from. Marty and Mars, just an incredible selection. Something for everyone to enjoy. And of course, our friends here at Stay Cozy. Some of the coziest apparel you will ever wear in your bloody life. And I'm not just saying that because Braden gave us a lovely discount code or because he's a friend. It's quite honestly the truth. I practically live in my hoodie. It is the nicest thing I've ever worn in my entire life. So all you got to do is go to that website, staycozyclothing.com. Go to your Play Store and install the Stay Cozy app if you'd like. Add one of everything you like to your basket. Add the Chronicles at checkout and get 10% off. It's as simple as that. And we can't implore you enough to do it because it's beautiful and last but not least our friends here at the sophie lancaster foundation as we tell you every week simple message is to stamp out prejudice hatred and intolerance everywhere because that is what they are doing as you all know we have our live show coming up may 28th and every single penny we make is going to the sophie lancaster foundation because we believe in that cause so much It's quite simple as that. Everyone deserves to be treated like a human being. No one deserves to be treated any differently just because they decided to wear some black clothes or put on some makeup or wear some huge boots or listen to music that other people can't understand. It's not necessary. It shouldn't be fucking happening in 2022 and it needs to stop. So get in contact with the Sophie Lancaster Foundation. You can go to their website and learn all about them. If you know someone who is a teacher in a school, Let's get that workshop out to kids because let's be honest, that's where it all starts. If we can inspire the youth, it'll inspire the future. So let's get on with it. And it's going to be amazing. So please, please, please go to sophielancasterfoundation.com and see what you can do to help. Absolutely. And if you're in the Cardiff area on Saturday, the 14th of May, where I work at a little place called Specsavers on Queen Street in Cardiff, we are doing a charity bake sale for the Sophie, Sophie Lancaster Foundation. So 
if you like cake, come on down. You know, it's, you can donate whatever you like, but come and enjoy a lovely, delicious little dessert piece right there. There's going to be a plethora of uh, of baked goods there. And I know me and the other half are also joining in. So please come on down, Specsavers, Cardiff, Queen Street, on Saturday, the 14th of May, if you're in the Cardiff area on that Saturday, and come and enjoy some festivities and maybe have an eye test or two. You know what I mean? So... <laughs> Come and get those at the same time. Come and peruse some sunnies. Get some, you know, get some cake, get some sunnies in your side. Um, yeah, I'd, re- I'd really, really appreciate everyone's support and everybody to donate for Saturday the 14th, as well as Saturday the 28th. It would mean the absolute world to both of us. But Jamie, after your wonderful words, I feel that uh, it's been a good show. It's a very good show. Enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it thoroughly. And uh, thank you very much, Rob. Thank you so much again for taking the time out to sit down and talk to us. We really appreciate you doing that. And uh, I hope your Lego set's going well. And uh, as for this week, we're going to see you all next week. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye.